I'm Eduardo Medina, Editor-in-Chief of the Auburn Plainsman. Today on Sweet 1111, I'm talking with campus reporter Tim Nail about why RV tailgaters think that the Auburn game day experience is fading and, as some fans told Tim, actually becoming worse. Tim will tell us why some Auburn fans are upset with the ongoing construction and policy changes that are affecting the football weekend experience on the Plains. He spoke to all sides on this issue and is here to break it all down for us. That's all coming up. We'll be right back with Tim Nail. Hey, this is Michaela Burns, Managing Editor of the Auburn Plainsman. I just wanted to remind everyone that if you'd like to support Sweet 1111 and the newsroom that creates it, you can log on to theplainsman.com, click on the upper right-hand button that says Donate, and support over 125 years of local, independent journalism right here on the Plains. Once again, that's theplainsman.com, and find the orange button that says Donate. Thanks in advance for your support, and now back to the show. Tim Nail, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Warder. Back to back. Yeah, right? yeah. That's been exciting, exciting times in, on Auburn's campus. Yeah. Well, thanks for being back, Tim. I wonder, you, you know, your stories about tailgating and how some Auburn fans think there's a problem, right, going right. on there. Can we just start with, how did you first come to this story? So originally, this story was pitched to me as um, an article about how construction on campus is affecting tailgating, because... Uh, as of late, um, there's been a lot of construction on the south side of Auburn's campus with the building of the GPAC. Uh, there's a proposal to renovate the Ag Heritage Pavilion in that same sort of area. And that space is where a lot of uh, tailgaters park both for free and uh, through Tailgate Guys, which is a paid service, which I'll delve more into later. So, Tim, uh, you said originally it was just going to be a matter of finding out how construction is affecting tailgating. Right. So you went out on a game day. When was that, by the way? It was the last game before October. And so this month has actually been kind of an oddity with Auburn football, considering there have been no home games. Yeah, right. So you went to a home game. uh, You went out and you spoke with people who were tailgating. What were they saying? Right. So I started out with some of the free lot, uh, first come, first serve sort of tailgaters who Mm. show up to Auburn uh, with no um, sort of reserved space or anything and just try and get a spot wherever they can. And uh, a lot of these tailgaters have been coming out here for years and years. Some I spoke with in the uh, free lot have uh, been here for well over 30 years tailgating. And so it's very near and dear to them. Some of them have uh, made friends. Uh, they're almost like family just through tailgating. Uh, and I got to meet some of those people. The situation here is that with the construction, as well as a policy change on when those tailgaters can come in, uh, that's affecting uh, just how available they are to tailgate on campus and they're afraid that uh before long uh they just won't be able to tailgate at all well i remember when you came back um after that after getting assigned this and going over the weekend to the game and speaking to tailgaters and you came back to budget budget is our weekly meeting where we go over the stories and you came back and you said i think there's a bigger story here and so then i said okay well that's fine um you know speak to everyone you can and take your time with it. And uh, you finally filed it in on Sunday, right? Right. So it's taken me about three or four weeks to uh, go through all these interviews and then finally get it written out this week. Well, something I really loved about your piece was, um, one, it's well-written, and I think it's excellently reported, but I love that you got all sides on this. You spoke to a lot of people for this story. Yes. Can we? Can you run us through who you spoke with? Yeah, so I spoke with the free lot tailgaters, as I mentioned. And on that same day, I also decided to get the perspective of people that paid for their spots through tailgate guys. Um, so I got 
both ends there. Um, and then I also wanted to get uh, an administrative point of view. So I uh, went to facilities management and was able to receive a statement from their vice president, Dan King, as well as um, parking services, who they reached out to and had sent me a statement. Right. Well, let's go one by one. Let's start with the people actually there tailgating. Mm-hmm. Um, you kind of hinted at this, what they said a minute ago, but can you go into more into the depth? Just tell us what the varying opinions were. Right. So with the free lot tailgaters who I mentioned have been here quite a while, uh, they've seen uh, where they can park and what times they can come, just push back and back uh, even further and further. Um, so originally, about 30 years ago, some of the veteran tailgaters were able to park uh, closer to the core of campus and closer to Jordan-Hare Stadium. And now uh, they're all the way back to the Hayfield, which is where right. the GPAC, Gooch Performing Arts Center, is. And South College Street, there's a small space in that little intersection. So they are very limited in where they can go. And because of some additions to parking spaces for students across from where the nursing building is, right. um, they had a time change. Uh, so originally they could come in on Thursday, mm-hmm. and now they have to come in on Friday at 2 p.m. And that uh, creates some issues for them and just setting up those tailgates, which can be quite intensive, uh, trying to get the power set up trying to uh, get all their chairs and decorations and whatever else, you know, they, they decide to bring in for Auburn spirit. And it's, it's a long process. And for reasons I'll go into later, they feel like it's affecting Auburn business. So they used to come in, they used to be able to come in um, and tailgate and set up their RV on Thursdays. Right. But now there's a policy change with the university that says, no, you have to get here on Fridays. You yes. can't be here on Thursdays with your RV. Yeah, so see, before, on Thursday, they, that's when they would get everything set up, and then they would enjoy their Friday in Auburn since they don't get to come often, or some of them don't. Um, and then Saturday, of course, is the game, so they would wait for kickoff and you know watch the game, and then Sunday will be the day that they leave. Right. Well, now they have to come in and do all that on Friday, and that eats up their time for shopping and for going out to eat at local Auburn businesses. Well, that was a recurring statement um, throughout the story. You know, the tailgates that you spoke with, they all mm-hmm. seem to say, well, we get here on Friday. We have to leave early Sunday. We don't really get to enjoy Auburn as much. Right. Um, and so you said you also spoke with tailgate guys. Yes. So what's, how do they fit into this? Well, as I said, I spoke uh, originally with some of the people that paid for that service. And so they weren't quite as uh, troubled as the free lot tailgaters. They are able to come in a little bit earlier and they have their guaranteed spot that they sort of keep throughout the whole football season. So they were pretty uh, pleased with the service that they've been getting. But, you know, that's, of course, not a traditional sort of uh, way of tailgating. That has only been recent in terms of that service coming to Auburn. Right. Um, And it started here. Um, So Auburn was the first campus where anything like this happened with this reservation system. Mm. But... Yeah, in terms of what tailgate guys themselves had to say, I was able to speak to Ron Anders, who does, yes, also serve as the mayor of Auburn. Right. And he he stated, you know, their pricing and how their system works. But with him being the one of their directors, um, he he said it was going pretty well. And he thinks that, you know, uh, this change and reduction of space is just sort of a natural progression, of course, with how much Auburn has grown uh, it just comes as a consequence, I would say. Right. Or he would say, rather. Tim, you do a good job in your story of like painting a picture, right? But I wonder if you can do that now. So these tailgaters who are upset with how far away they are from Jordan Air, 
Um, I get so nervous when I say that word, by the way, because <laughs> I know nothing about football. And it's Jardinaire, right? Yes. Okay, great. <laughs> Anyways, I wonder if you can describe to us how far away they are for those of us like me who don't go to game days and for those who haven't been in a while. Right. So they are in the Hayfield in South College. Uh, there's that small space I mentioned. Uh, and that is, I guess I'm not great at estimating distance. I would say right. about half a mile, closer to a mile away from the stadium um, than, you know, where they were before and sort of the heart of campus. Uh, one of the tailgaters told me that originally um, when he started tailgating around 1986, mm-hmm. he was able to park his tailgate at Graves Amphitheater, which is right near Goodwin Hall where in Telfair Pete Theater. Uh, so that's much, much closer. I mean, you can see the stadium from there. And now where they are, uh, I mean, it's a, about a 30-minute walk away. You, I mean, you can just barely make it out. So, I mean, they're still there, but they don't think they'll be there for much longer. Uh, and while there are other options in the Auburn area, right. uh, one example that he cited, the same guy that I spoke with uh, from the free lot, uh, was University Station, which is this RV park on the west side of Auburn. But that's much, much uh, farther from the campus than where they are now, which is still on campus property. Gotcha. Yeah, so Tim, for, for people who will say, you know, um, well, this construction is temporary and things will be back like how they used to be last year. Um, can you explain why that why that's not exactly the case? Yeah, so I asked facilities management if they just had any kind of rough idea, you know, if more would be built in the next 10 to 20 years. And while there are no uh, definite buildings that they've proposed for that area yet, I mean, it's they've said it's more than likely that uh, the campus will be expanding to the south where those lots are and to the west, um, and there really just won't be more space for tailgating. Now, other schools... Uh, so you're saying, sorry, you're saying when they expand, through this expansion, that's going to just further deter tailgaters from being able to be on campus. Yes. Yeah, see, the ideal uh, tailgating uh, thing about Auburn is that there's a lot of open green space, and that's where they park. But with other schools um, that have sort of urbanized, um, such as the University of Alabama and University of Georgia and Athens, uh, they just don't have space for that. Tailgaters that go there have to park on the roads, and it's just kind of a mess. And these tailgaters here in Auburn are afraid they're going to run into that same sort of situation. Right. Something I really appreciated in your story, too, that I thought was fascinating, that I I hadn't even thought of, was the actual economic impact of all of this. Uh, Take it away from there. Yeah, so I hinted at this earlier when I said that the tailgaters are concerned that Auburn is losing local business. Uh, when they have to come out on Friday now instead of Thursday, that takes away their time that they could spend downtown, um, is what they told me, um, because they aren't able to go eat and shop, and instead they have to sap their tailgate and then wait for the game, which uh, on game home games that start around noon, mm-hmm. around the afternoon, um, and not at night, that is even more so. So I actually did, another perspective I got was that I spoke with some of the local business owners and the yeah. one that stood out was uh, the owner of Charming Oaks, um, mm. Shelby Cohan. And what she told me is that she's definitely seen a drop in business over the last few years, um, not just right. from the policy change, but just that uh, sort of reduction in space. Um, she said, and I mentioned this in the article, that a few years ago when she started up her uh, boutique downtown, uh, she used to be able to provide uh, sort of treats and water for uh, tailgaters who would bring their dogs downtown. And now, I mean, she only just 
has water for her dog that she has in the store with her. So, Tim, uh, I wonder if we can end off, you know, journalists are notorious for being able to <laughs> predict the future. Um, and I will, as annoying as it is, ask you to kind of do the same now. What can we expect looking moving forward um, with the tailgating scene in Auburn and policies and just all that stuff? Well, based off uh, some of the comments that uh, both I and the tailgaters received from university administration, I think construction and just student interference are going to lead to that uh, sort of decrease in tailgating. Um, and uh, as um, Mayor Anders told me when I was spoke- speaking to him for the tailgate guy's perspective, yeah. he said that Auburn is just not the same town that it was 30 or 40 years ago. And as a consequence, you know, some traditions uh, have to go. Right. Um, and so I think some people just shed a tear at that yeah. statement. Well, I mean, that's just uh, what I've been told by right. all those officials. Uh, administration uh, told me in their statement that they plan to continue expanding to the south and west, and that does include that area where all the free lot tailgaters have been. And so while I can't say uh, how long that will be um, in that reduction of space, um, it does seem to be for sure. Um, and uh, one thing the tailgaters told me that uh, they had been told by administration was that uh, the policy change was necessary uh, because of student interference and how students wouldn't be able to get to class and things like that uh, with the tailgaters there. And that was also something that um, one of the business owners uh, that I mentioned in the story sort of echoed. He said when he was an Auburn student on campus, um, he had days uh, before home game weekends where he just didn't feel like going to class because uh, there were tailgaters uh, sort of outside his home and his dorm. So on Friday or Thursday, he would walk around and see a bunch of tailgaters and then would kind of disrupt like the academic atmosphere here. Right. And the tailgaters response to this is that where they are on South College Street and the Hayfield, that's nowhere close to where students are uh, given that they're not in the core of campus anymore. Uh, now that is where the nursing building is, as I mentioned, right. but, uh, in regards to like parking and most students, uh, at Auburn getting a class, um, you know, they felt that they weren't really in the way. So there's sort of, uh, conflicting views there. But. Yeah. Well, Tim, it'll be interesting to see how this develops. Um, and I want to make sure, sure everyone who listens to this knows that you're doing a fantastic job. Well, thank um, you. Um, keep getting front page stories. So thank you for doing that. Uh, Good job on this story. And uh, hopefully I'll see you back here soon. Definitely. My thanks to Tim Nail for being with us today. You can find a story in our print edition around Auburn and online at theplainsman.com. Sweet 1111 is part of the Plainsman Podcast Network and a co-production with Weagle Radio. Special thanks to Weagle News Director Grayson Moyer for producing and editing this episode. If you like this show, we'd love it if you subscribe to it and let us know how we're doing by giving us a quick review. That's it for today. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time.